Welcome to The Gun Show. I am here with Tarek and Gaz. I am Cornet, and uh, today we'll be telling you about uh, the podcast, why we're doing it, who we are, and uh, hopefully some ideas of what's coming up in the near future. So, uh, Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. There we go. Garrett, shall we start with you? Tell us a little bit about uh, you and your, uh, your shooting career and why uh, you are part of this podcast. Um, so I initially got involved in shooting um, when I was 20 years old, uh, roughly around 2012. I got my first pistol for self-defense. And then from there, I decided I needed to be more proficient with it. And I ended up joining a sporting club, which was IPSC. And then from there, it's just history. I started shooting more and more. And by 2015, I was practicing a lot, getting ready a lot, enjoying the competition side a lot. And then that's basically how it went. And then I got involved in the podcast because you asked me to. <laughs> that's a good reason. I mean, that's not the yeah. real reason. The real reason is we need a shooting talent. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to run tech and uh, T was going to be the pretty face and we needed someone who could actually like, you know, run a gun. Um, well, that's the only reason we invited you. <laughs> yes, this is the bit where you, uh, you, you market yourself a little bit and tell everyone why they should listen to you rambling about guns and not just that you shoot a bit. And we can help oh, you out okay. with that. Tell us, tell us about yeah. your, your, your recent selection to go to this awesome match in Thailand. In Thailand, tell us a little bit about that. So uh, we, uh, I've been trying to get into the national team for a couple of years, and we recently just finished up with the South African national selection matches for the South African team to go over to Thailand. Mm -hmm. I was lucky enough to get selected to be um, involved as part of the standard gun team. Yeah, it was it was good fun to be involved in that. So we're going to head out to Thailand. It's been uh, postponed, so we're only going to have that world shoot now at the end of next year. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate with what's happening. Um, I'm assuming that, or I'm hoping that they're not going to have new selection matches and they have to reselect teams. But uh, I think that is to be determined at the moment. I don't think a decision has been made on that just yet. Um, no, we're going to have to wait out the clock and see what happens with that. Exactly. So it's been postponed by nearly a year, right? 11 months. Yeah, it's almost, it's almost a year to the... Okay. Sorry, T. Sorry, I was, yeah, I was saying I think it's almost exactly a year. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's still going to be in December. Yeah. Apparently it's a Beginning. weirdest thing in Thailand. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So T-Bag, shall we move on to you for a moment and then we'll circle back around to Gaz and but we we just need to let him like chill a bit with the talking because he's a he's a it was a lot of talking for Gaz. He's a soft spoken dude. He just doesn't do this <laughs> stuff. So, <laughs> right, Zivak, tell us about I'm you. Uh, my name's Terek. I long like long walks on the beach and boobs. Um, I am an industry shill. I work I work in the firearms industry. Have for a very very long time. I uh, have shot a couple of sports competitively i started shooting pins back 100 years ago shot got into ipc for a match or two shot idpa for a very very long time got back into ipsc pretty seriously seven years ago and now i shoot 
IPSC and, uh, and a little bit of IDPA as well. I've been fortunate to train with a, a couple of bucket list trainers. Um, as I say, work in the industry, shoot guns, um, and I do some training myself. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of straddled the, the gamer Timmy line. Um, I do I do both things. I kind of I see the I'm interested in the defensive side, and then I'm sort of very very interested in shooting games as well, and have terrible ADD. So I change stuff all the time. We can confirm that. He does have terrible <laughs> ADD and he does fucking change everything all the time. Uh, I haven't changed divisions since lockdown started. Neither has anyone else. So, But that's still a feat. <laughs> <laughs> I have still not shot revolver or open. Yes. Fair enough because open guns are expensive and revolvers are even more reloading than yet. classic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was informed this week that at some stage I went from being a young, loud upstart to a dinosaur. Um, I was told this week. I'm not too sure when that happened, but then the rest of the conversation carried on and I realized I am turning into a bit of a dinosaur. So Did it, did it happen overnight or was it like a gradual thing? I, I didn't realize it happened. It got pointed out to me. Ah, okay. So hopefully gradual. So slow changes. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, team, you don't only shoot handguns, you're also quite competitive with um, shotgun. Yeah, shot, I, I shoot handgun and shotgun. Um, shotgun is probably my favorite thing. IPSC shotgun is probably my favorite thing in the world to shoot. Uh, it's just not as many matches. And then I've been messing around a little bit with PCC relatively successfully lately. Not sort of gas levels as well, but uh, PCC has been fun and shotgun is the gospel of the gauge is my favorite thing in the world. As it should be. We should preach the gospel of the gauge. That is what it's all about. Uh, all right. I am Cornet. I am the, uh, the the third wheel here. I have the least shooting experience of uh, the uh, the three hosts. I got my first self-defense handgun in 2014, I believe. Uh, I shot a tiny little bit of nat shoot um target stuff uh, because that seemed to be useful at the time, not knowing any better. Uh, I rapidly realized that uh, I couldn't maintain a decent score even at a short distance to save my life. The, uh, the, the way to fix that in my mind was to go for some training. Um, went for some training. The guys who I trained with happened to be involved in IDPA. Uh, I then shot IDPA for a very short period of time, um, in an absolutely stupid fashion, I shot a 357 SIG P229 in, I think, SSP, um, for not very long. Um, I quickly you found out. you're clever about tech, because you're not clever about guns. No, not, not in the slightest, but it gets better. So, <laughs> so I shot a little bit of IDPA. Uh, I then got invited to a club match for IPSEC. I went to go and see what it was about. I shot, uh, I think I shot standard with the same 229, which was also my carry gun at that stage because it was my only gun at that stage. Um, and I broke all their poppers in my first match because I was shooting like 200 power factor ammo. Uh, <laughs> and like halfway through the match, they had to go, well, we can't shoot anymore. We're out of poppers. We can't shoot the rest of the stages for the day, which was, that was 
slightly embarrassing, but a lot of fun. So I shot one IPC match. Uh, I realized that my skill was nowhere near the skill level of even the the lower level shooters at the club that I attended for this. Um, I, I realized that I just didn't have the the firearm proficiency that I thought I had. And that hooked me because these guys are so much better than me and some of them are able to perform things with firearms that I had never been able to even imagine, never mind do. Um, a couple of years later now, um, I shoot, I have shot since then standard division, both major and minor. Um, I have shot production. I have shot classic minor. Um, I have shot one IPSC rifle match. Um, I've shot two or three IPSC standard matches, and I've shot a handful of IPSC, uh, not standard, um, standard shotgun, and a handful of modified shotgun matches. Uh, modified shotgun is absolutely awesome. Terry should definitely move over when he has a chance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Beyond that, uh, I am a registered firearms collector in South Africa, um, so there is some interest in the technology side of firearms as well. Um, and I'm guessing I'm here because I sort of know how to get everything uploaded to the internet. And I talk a lot. Pretty much. So <laughs> uh, you can make up for the talking that I don't do. That's the reason I'm here. I have no other talents. Like, <laughs> I talk a lot of shit, which apparently people like. Looking at our numbers for our first episode, uh, apparently people like talking shit. Or listening to people talk shit. I know. The Important numbers are the ones that happen in the second episode. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone even bothers listening, because we are a bunch of cocks. <laughs> so if you want to make us feel better, download it, then delete it. Then download it, then delete it. Um, and like, if you listen, comment, subscribe, really five-star rating. Yes. Yeah, Minimum five-star rating. Yeah, if you can do a six-star, <laughs> we'd appreciate that. If you can do a five-star, well, we'll tolerate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess then we need to move on to uh, what this podcast is about and why we thought it would be a good idea to get three dumbasses together on a semi-regular basis to record stuff that no one will listen to. Who wants to go first? I think I may have just volunteered. You did. I think you did. <laughs> So we were we were chatting about this, and and I think uh, all three of us are quite big fans of podcasting as a media, as as, as sort of consumers of podcasting. It's a it's a great way to kind of get info um, conveniently, um, and so we kind of thought <laughs> there's not a lot about the the uniquely sort of South African situation with shooting. There's some great shooting podcasts out of, out there. There's a lot I listen to religiously. Um, there's a hell of a lot of really useful info to be found from them. Um, but the South African situation is just a little bit different. You know, most of them are American. Um, in the U.S., they, they're generally a lot freer when it comes to guns. They're a lot easier to get guns. The gun situation is different. So we kind of thought what we would do is, is, is approach this with a South African perspective, what we've seen as competitive shooters, as, as people in the industry, as people who have got an interest in self-defense, we decided to to approach it from how things work here and hopefully help guys who want to get into it here, guys who want to get deeper into it here, um, or even people are just interested as to how it works here. So that was the discussion. We've also discussed 
Um, there's, a, there's a whole lot to this, and there's a whole lot we're not going to cover. There's a whole lot we don't know about. Um, but even just in the practical shooting side and the defensive side, th there's a whole lot of stuff to discuss. Um, so we, we decided to volunteer and, and start discussing it. Exactly. So um, just to expand on that a little bit, um, the U.S. gun ownership issue, I'm going to call it that, is uh, very closely followed over here because people think that we have a right to own firearms. Even though we don't, we have a privilege to own firearms. Um, the licensing process in South Africa is vastly different. Uh, the way in which we are required to carry firearms and use firearms for self-defense or sporting purposes is different uh, in quite a number of critical ways. The gear that we have locally available, firearms and supporting equipment, is in some instances vastly different to what is available in the States. Um, we have a lot of stuff that's available in the States, available here, but the support structures aren't quite the same, and as a result, those might not be as great of a fit in South Africa as they are overseas. Uh, we also have significant cost issues for some things. Um, some things that are easy to find relatively cheap in the States can be very expensive here, and we need to find ways to work around it. We're fortunate enough to occasionally get international trainers out to South Africa, and uh, all three of us typically try to attend that training, if at all possible. But that is the exception. Most people don't get to go to really high-quality international training because of cost. Um, and as a result, they're missing out on really good information that we, we, can't, we can't parrot out the, the instructor's training. If we could give them some idea of what happens in these international classes, what is covered, and why we think those particular items are really important, um, that might give them a new lease on sport and self-defense and equipment selection. Um, and all three of us are quite into sport shooting, and we would really like to see that community grow. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Understatement. <laughs> and, yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> with the, the, the current climate of what's happening in the world, and South Africa specifically, sport shooting is getting smaller and smaller, um, partly because people can't really afford to compete because firearms are expensive, ammunition is expensive, attending matches is expensive, uh, and they, they just they don't necessarily understand all the benefits that you get out of it beyond just competing. Uh, there, there are some tangible things that you learn from competing in matches that you're not going to get by just going to the range and shooting a couple of rounds on target uh, once a year or whatever. There's some real benefits that can be derived from actually shooting on a regular basis to some performance standard. Um, and we, we would like to try and help people to get into the sport and improve their skills as much as possible to keep it going um, for their benefit and for ours. Obviously, we're a little bit selfish on that because if the sport goes away, we don't get to like, play. So join a sport club. Play golf or something. Yeah, preferably an IPSC club. We'll cover that in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> Any shooting is better than no shooting. Though. This is true. I mean, except for like shooting road signs. Don't do that. Well, that's a big thing in the States, though, like in Heidelberg. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when that was a common thing, yeah. Still is not. massive drama because lunch, I think, not lunch, Tex had an ad where a guy shot a sign and the Magnum magazine went mad because they were showing this on an ad. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Anything you would like yeah, to so add to that? I think that what would be beneficial for a lot of us here locally is there's this tendency to ignore the norms of what's happening internationally, specifically in the competition world. And I think if we could bring those sort of concepts to South Africa with our own twist and hopefully a better understanding, we should be able to get some more guys interested and hopefully getting more involved and getting better at the shooting side of things and hopefully enjoying the competition a bit more. Um, from the defense side, I don't have much, honestly. Uh, I normally get all of my um, EDC advice and suggestions and training from T's, so I'm basically going to be more on the competition side, and then obviously I'll have a little bit of input on the workings of some guns, that's about it. Gaz also has an intimate understanding of specifically Dylan reloading equipment, perhaps items beyond Dylan, but he has a really great understanding of Dylan's equipment because he, he used to work on them. He still does because he reloads on them, but he, he used to work for shooting stuff, specifically setting up that equipment. Um, he has a lot of experience with reloading because he is really into tech data for reloading to the point where at one stage he was shooting a single head stamp. Um, for anyone who doesn't get at that, that's... Oh, shit. Are you back to that? I thought you stopped. No, I went to the mixed head stamp and then I had those case head separations and I could only get one single head, um, the same head stamp brass, so I'm back there. Uh, okay, so he's really into reloading. Yeah. <laughs> Gaz is a much better source of reloading and uh, advice than I am. Um, I, I take the approach that as long as nothing blows up, everything is fine. I um, typically, I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, I'm not quite, if it blows up, I, I know what my overall lengths are, for instance. And I know roughly, yeah, tease, teases, hold your hand up in front of you and just move your fingers apart, X distance, whatever you think, and just go that long. That's tease reloading. Um, don't try this at home, please. Don't try this at home. Uh, I used to take it a lot more seriously. Um, I used to be sure to like, I like wet tumbled and then reloaded and then dried tumble to get the case loop off them and I used stainless steel pins and like that got old really quickly. The moment that I started like stepping up the round count, like 30,000 rounds a year, it was like, fuck that. This stuff goes into a wet tumbler with water. It gets tumbled, it dries briefly, it gets reloaded and it gets shot. Um, there's case gauging in between there, but like there's no like secondary fucking tumble to get case loop off or any of that shit. Um, like, I don't care if the brass is shiny as long as it goes boom. Um, <laughs> but I, I reload because I'm poor, otherwise, I would just shoot factory ammo. Uh, I think I, that I think it's, I think it's also really important just to, to lay out for everyone what this show isn't. Um, this is not a show about politics, um, this is not a show, none of us care who you vote for, what what you think politically, it, it's completely irrelevant because we're all hopefully clever enough to understand that, that gun ownership cuts across all sorts of people. Uh, people try and make it a, a single issue thing and, and there's this perception that gun owners are, are a certain mindset when it comes to sort of all sorts of things and that they're these conservative people and they're not, some are, some aren't, uh, we don't care. Um, we couldn't give a shit 
about what you feel about anything except guns when it comes to this. We, we want to talk about guns. We want to talk about shooting. We want to talk about the fun stuff. We want to talk about the technical stuff, the serious stuff. But this is not... There's lots of people who want to talk talk about politics. There's lots of stuff about politics. There's some important stuff about gun rights. There's no two ways about it. And all of us are involved in that to some sort of extent or the other. Um, for my sins, I'm on the Dealers Association Committee. So we are we are involved in that, but that is not the purpose of this show. Um, there, there's other guys who do a better job of that. And you know, we, we want to talk about this, the, the, the things that people care about with guns. Too many, too many people forget. They get so involved in that side that they actually forget why we have guns. Um, so please bear in mind that's, you know, we, we're going to talk about, as we said, we're going to talk about defensive stuff. We're going to talk about gaming stuff. We've got some industry people to, who are very interested in coming to chat to us as well. And I suppose in the interest of fair disclosure, I should point out that I am involved in the importation of Glock pistols. Uh, I'm grown up enough that I can discuss other brands um, intelligently, uh, and I don't think everything else is shit. Um, I did once hear the cease and desist letter about another brand that they were shit, um, but that's another story for another day. Uh, but the important thing to remember, I, I just need to point that out because uh, it's probably going to come up at some stage. Thanks. Edwell, uh, I suspect that most of the, well, a lot of the local listeners will probably know who you are already, but it's still a good idea to get that information out there. Um, I think beyond that, uh, we're going to mention that uh, even though T is employed in this industry and uh, he does work for uh, one of the Glock importers and they, they do some other stuff too, uh, specifically shotgun ammo is really exciting. We'll talk about that at some stage when we talk about shotguns. Um, Garrett is a sponsored shooter. Now he's not, he's not like living the dream and only shooting. He has a day job. Um, uh, but Garrett has some, some sponsors who, uh, aid him in being able to compete. Um, and I think it's really important that we just get this out there along with Tarek being in the industry. This podcast is not sponsored by anyone. Um, none of the content on here is sponsored in any way, shape or form. Everything is our own. We are whores. We are whores. We are willing. But for this episode, at least, this is not sponsored because <laughs> no one will pay for this shit. Um, we'll update you if that changes in the future. Uh, but for now, this is all coming out of our own pockets. It's our own time. And uh, there, there is no shilling at the moment, even though we want to say that, please, if you need shills, well, reach out. We're willing. <laughs> we're not able, but we're willing. Um, <laughs> And we're kind of easy. So. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I think that covers who we are, covers what the podcast is going to be about, what the podcast is not going to be about. Um, I guess then we'll just very briefly talk about what we have coming up planned. None of the stuff's actually recorded yet, but planned for the immediate future. Um, we have an episode coming up on uh, getting into sport shooting for everyone that is interested in getting into sport shooting. Uh, it's going to be a very uh, interesting topic to cover, especially with lockdown hopefully ending at God knows when, but at some stage. Um, there will be an opportunity for everyone to get back into sport shooting and for a lot of people who are not into sport shooting at the moment to actually get started in that. Um, we <laughs> we're planning an episode of, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to laugh at what the other two are doing at the moment because you guys can't see it. 
thank goodness. <laughs> um, we we have an episode coming up on uh, on EDC and uh, the self defense side a little bit, um, but specifically the EDC gear that all three of us carry, why we choose to carry it, and how most people are full of shit on what they say they're actually carrying versus what they actually show up with when you meet them in person, because um, most people are fucking liars. Uh, on the internet, at least. In person, they tend to be a little bit more uh, serious because when you go, what are you carrying? And they go, I'm carrying a 34 with five spare mag. And you go, motherfucker, you're in a speedo. Um, they realize that they can't lie about that shit. Um, <laughs> so um, that's coming up. We are hoping to have some industry um, interviews with some key people who have really interesting stories. We, we can't mention names at the moment. I don't want to talk too much about what those interviews will be about. But we have some of that stuff planned, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring that to you guys really soon. I had lined up a very interesting one today with someone who's uh, quite a different perspective in, in the industry. It's going to be very exciting. We're all looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we will be carrying uh, talking about some uh, some things about skills. So we want to talk about dry fire. That's quite a big one at the moment. Everyone's asking for it because everyone's stuck at home being unable to shoot. Um, Gaz is like the king of dry fire. So he'll be able to bring a lot to the table there. And he has a new Glock block. But you're calling it the cube, but like block sounds so much cooler. Um, dry fire aid. Uh, Gaz is the dude to talk to about all of the stuff. Tarek is holding one up right now. He's bragging because I don't have one yet. Bastard. No, I have three. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about uh, dots on pistols at some stage. That's exciting. Oh, shit, he has three. Bastard. I do. You I mean he has two? Yeah, the other one he just dropped. Like, he has one now. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they come in packs of five. Ah, that makes sense. Uh, that means I've lost two already. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, that is everything from my side. T, anything else you want to add? No, uh, I'm really, really excited about uh, where we're going to go with this. Um, please bear with us while we find our feet with regards to how this works and, and all of that. So if it's a little bit spotty at first, uh, we promise to try and get less shit. Um, but uh, we look forward to, to going forward with this. And we look forward to your feedback. Positive feedback. I mean, yeah, good. No. I'm, I've got a really delicate ego, so be nice. Yeah, no, no negative shit. We said we don't want politics. Don't start nothing. <laughs> All complaints go to Cornet at thegunshow.co.za. That is perfectly fine because that email address doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> Send them there. Face <laughs> <laughs> cap lock them just to swear. <laughs> yeah, is anything you'd like to add? No, I think we, we've, we're going to have a lot to talk about. So I'm really looking forward to getting that um, going a bit better and rolling and um, hoping that we get some good feedback and thank everybody for their patience while we get going. Yep, especially their patience. This is going to be a learning curve for all of us. Um, we're trying to get better. We already, we've received some feedback on some things that we're trying to make better. Um, bear with us. Lockdown at the moment, getting the stuff that we need is a little bit difficult. But we will get it, and uh, things will improve. We promise. Uh, well, I promise. I don't know about Tarek. Like, you can't take his word for anything, but... Yeah, tech what? Technology what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alrighty. Guys, awesome. it's been awesome talking to you. Um, 
Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Thanks, everyone.